Well, once again, visiting with our good friend from the Walker area, Hall of Fame angler Al Moss, outstanding guide on Leech, and a guy who has been really, really involved in Leech Lake and uh, for, for many years. And I guess, Al, I would say with your historical perspective, you, you probably can bring something to the table when you go to these meetings that a lot of people can't. Well, that, that's true, Kev. Uh, you know, age is uh, uh, true. I've been here for quite a long time, and... Um, I've been able to watch the transitions take place over all of the years, and uh, they're not necessarily good. But you know, we also understand that fishing became very sophisticated, and uh, there's so many more tools now and ways to fish that uh, you have to take that into consideration, plus the environmental changes that are taking place. Right. Well, let's take an overall look at the season so far, and we'll get into the specifics of what's going on now in a little bit. But if you had to give it a, a, a Leech Lake a grade so far, what would you grade it? That's been asked of us pretty consistently. Um, it definitely was not excellent. I would say that it was good uh, at its best. It never got to the point where it was really uh, outstanding by any means. Um, but it held its own through the majority of the year. Of course, now we're into dog days, as we call it anyhow, but um, we are not anywhere near what Leech Lake was like, Kev, uh, years ago, no matter how you look at it, and uh, we can vouch for that, and lots of people can. So overall, I would still say it was good. A lot of people, you know, um, did well, you know, but it's just a little frustrating because of the this twists and turns that are taking place in in um, the waters. Well, and certainly right now it's it's got to be a, a pretty tough bite. I know it uh, it certainly slowed down in most other lakes. Exactly right, and everybody or the guides we respect everybody that you're talking to. It's the same thing whether you talk to Bro or Kevin or the Hoku. It's a low light situation. If you really want to get, let's take walleyes for instance. Uh, you really want to go on a low-light situation, a storm front coming or right after storm front, um, evening time, early morning time. Many of these people who are catching their fish are coming off the water when most people are going to go to breakfast. And um, and that's been true here on Leech Lake. It has been a good bite in the low-light hours. Um, again, that I'm sure is consistent all the way across. Okay, so what should we be using when we're out there in those low-light situations? Okay, right now uh, we are into the, like we say, the dog days of the year. So we start out with the minnow and the jig, and that still worked uh, to a certain degree. However, right now, at this time of the year, we're predominantly rigging with, with crawlers and with leeches. There are still some people who are dragging spinners and, and bottom bouncers, and, of course, the new trend is with the jigging wraps and the puppet metal nose. People are jigging these in the deeper water mainly, but they also work into the 10 to the 15. All of those techniques, rigging, um, uh, has worked very well, but it goes kind of this way that you got to take it all with you. Crawlers may go one day, leeches the next day, and you, know, and you just never know. I've been taking it all with us. However, the, the bite that I thought would explode would be the crankbait bite. And when we talk about the shad wraps and the frenzy minnows and all the different companies that have those, that never got to the extent that I thought it would. However, it's still very, very good. Low light period, if you run a number five shad wrap or a number sevens 
whatever it happens to be, in 10 to 12 feet of water. Crayfish colored, the purple back uh, seem to be working very good in this case, and perch colors, you're going to catch fish. You're going to get enough fish to be able to eat. And uh, a lot of people are still doing that. So I would say that's what you're going to have to use, Kevin. During the day, um, the midday, if it gets flat and hot, it's very difficult. You're going to have to go deeper. But we have not had a deep walleye bite uh, on each lake like you have other years. It's just beginning to start. So look around right now, the west end here, uh, the flats, the uh, area of Walker Bay, uh, going up into Steamboat Bay, that area, and uh, Grand Reef Flats, that's, that's been producing quite a few fish. Um, so that's the pattern. A lot more to come with Al Moss. Stick around. Someday, I won't go fishing. Of course, I'll be dead. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Hall of Fame angler Al Moss, my guest today as we take a look at what's going on on Leech Lake. Al, this is the time of year we start hearing about muskies. What's going on? The muskie bite on leech is um, the same as it's probably everywhere. This has been a kind of a slow week. Up to this particular point, I'm going to have to say that it was pretty good. Um, the, the people that know what they're doing, Kev, are still catching fish. And what is the, the key to that factor is the same thing. You got the the best bite is at low light, no doubt about it. Let's give you patterns. Um, I you know the ones that I can talk about. Some of the, these people have caught 15, 20 fish already. Uh, I have not heard of many over the 50 inch mark, but a lot of the 48, 49. They're running um, five o'clock in the morning. Let's say they're out before it gets light. They fish till 10. Go home. They're going back out at about 8.30 at night and fishing into the dark. That, that pattern has been going strong. But if the storm comes, you go on out during the storm, or not during the storm, but prior to the storm or afterwards, and you're probably going to have some pretty good action. Cold fronts obviously will help affect everybody. Okay, but what has produced the most, and if I talk to many of the muskie fishermen, and people don't believe this, but... We have done very, very well on the color of pink. Mm. Uh, the pink Vibrex bucktail that's out there uh, has been producing many, many of these fish. And you can talk to Jimmy Flesh. He fishes them a lot, and to Kevin and many. It still is holding up. So buzzing the uh, bucktails, and they're not hard to pull um, in that color. It seems to be good. The other thing is somebody better have a twitch bait or a jerk bait, and we've been doing pretty well. Uh, out here on Suix or the uh, reef hogs. So that's kind of the pattern that people are going to. Now, this week, we're kicking in with warm temp. We're mid-75s, and so the top water bite has started. Uh, not so much as maybe the, the, the other prior lures, but it is going. And uh, that's the time of the year that most people really like. Okay. Now, one of the things that you should be doing right now especially if you've never done it before, is go bass angling. <laughs> Boy, is that a fact, and that's everywhere. You know, bass fishing is fabulous. Uh, and, you know, there's at this time of the year, everybody should expect that thing. But it's a lot of fun. You get numbers, and at the time that you're fishing those things, you also get some pike. Um, but in our area here, leech, um, I, I just was out two days ago 
and uh, we only fished for about 20 minutes. We had five big fish, up to four and a half, five pounds, uh, with young kids. Take them out, and pattern-wise, Kev, it, uh, it seems like it doesn't make a whole lot of difference. If, if you're starting a, a young person out, let them use a little bit of live bait. The leeches, the, you know, the, they aren't going to turn that down. But we've been catching our fish out here on Leech Lake predominantly on a jungle jig uh, hooked up with some kind of uh, critter like a crayfish or um, tube jigs have been really good uh, out here in the colors of the browns, greens, you know, the whole thing. But going along the weed lines now, you've heard Bro and everybody else talk about the rice line. That's true. Those bass are along the edge, and if you could see a pocket in that wild rice area where you aren't going to destroy it, pitch it into that particular zone until you get the blowout. And if they don't get that particular allure, go on in there with a frog or with some kind of top water, the spoons, the jawbreakers, and uh, you'll pick them up. But most of the people that I'm talking about are really doing well. In the large or smaller lakes, you might have to go deeper than you do on leech. You might have to go to the 15-foot weed line, the cabbage and the coontail, and there crankbaits are working too. But on leech, that, that's really hard to fish over here. But we have a good largemouth bite. Now, let's also talk smallmouth. Mm-hmm. A smallmouth, because that's increasing on each lake, we will become a malax the way I look at it. Um, lots more numbers, lot more, Kev. And what we're doing there with the people, and I'm talking to guides in the south shore and in the north end of, uh, of the lake where there's more rock structure, they're doing a lot of times taking with them, of course, slip bobbers and leeches for the people to use. And it doesn't take any brains, really, to flip that out there in those uh those bass are not going to turn it down. And there are a lot of them. They're building in numbers, Kev, big time. And they're also building in size. So just even in Walker Bay the other day, we saw four or five under one dock. Um, so they're spreading out through the whole entire lake. It is a, it's an amazing story. And, and certainly, uh, as far as bass overall goes, not new. I mean, Leech Lake has been a bass paradise for decades. Yep. Uh, I remember when I started it in 1984 because um, at that particular time nobody had really fished it, you know. And, and we did um, that film I did with Fishing the West with Larry Schoenborn. We opened it up, and at that particular time it was not uncommon for you to go on out into the areas of the rice beds, the bogs, the undercuts, and whatever. You'd have a 50 to 75 bass day, and you can talk to Johnny Peterson, Dwayne, and all the guys you know that followed us. But since that time, it's still it's held up, you know, and we've had the Roland Martins and we've had the state tournaments. I even had Ray Scott call me and want to know if they could have a, um, a bass up here. And then we, you know, proved to the fact that it's only in the back bays. It's not a place where you can go and run and catch fish all over. But look what's happening. Uh, Mille Lacs, Pokegama, you know, the, these people are moving into our direction. But we do have a fabulous bass factory. We were talking off the air, uh, discussing, um, as you were looking at some stats from about, I think it was 50 years ago in a Muskie's Inc. tournament, the average weight of the Northerns, they brought in 17 to 18 pounds. Yeah. That's a, that's a boy, that, that's a fantasy right now. You know, and even my wife said, uh, Diana was saying, what's happened to this point? We're catching, if we can catch a 6 to 10 pounder, we're lucky uh, right now at Leech Lake, which used to be an everyday deal. I can remember many years back here that, you know, every time we went, we would have a 10, 12-pound pike 
when you were fishing muskies. They were all over the place. And there were people floating, suckers and bobbers, you know, uh, on the lake. They were casting for these things, spinnerbaits. And uh, now today it's really hard to come by. I mean, we the number of pike that I've caught over 10 pounds this year, very minimal numbers, boy, let me tell you. And I'm talking to all the guys. So I think this is a trend that's happened because of weather, uh, you know, environmental for one thing, but, you know, we're now on that 10 pike limit. Um, where's it going to go? I have no idea. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good, good question. And, of course, um, you know, uh, thinking about the environment and thinking about the way things have changed, you know, we're looking at, we're hearing a lot of talk about a statewide four walleye limit, which we're already on on Leech. Yep. Um, and I know they've got a, a meeting coming up uh, this fall to discuss um, some things. Um, what's the future hold, Al? Do you have any idea? Okay, that's a good. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, our task force here, uh, we all voted when the time came down to this thing in regard to the four fish, one over 20 uh, routine. We were all in favor of that because, you know, and, and instead of having to carry that Bible with you to figure out each page, what, what lake and what's going on, um, we think we can handle it. Let nature take care of itself. So I think that's the way it's going to go, Kev, in that particular point. Um, other than that, how we're going to be able to handle um, the number of people that are fishing and uh, the fisheries because of all the factors, the invasive species, whatever we want to add to this thing, the rusty crayfish, you know, it's all going to play a role. But um, I was invited to become one of the people who was hiring the new fisheries man. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, and I just mentioned to him, to, I said, I just don't think this is the time that I want to get into a, a point where we're going to be into that issue because there are so many of them out there um, in regard to the, the fishery routine. I am concerned about all of our lakes and... Uh, you know, Henry knows this. All of the people know it. What's going to happen in the future? But right now, um, we, we got to take it as it is. I think all of us are concerned in regard to our grandkids and what's going to happen down the road, because um, things are changing, and you have to be able to adapt to it. You got to be progressive. Well, I tell you, it, it's you know, you think about it. Uh, we talk a lot about technology and the cameras and all that stuff, and that's true. But even something more basic as the boat and the ability to go to from one end of the Leech Lake to the other in within an hour, when it, you know, in when yep. you, in the you know the fifties or sixties, you wouldn't even try that. No, no, that's exactly right. When I was driving years ago, you know, when we had fifteen horses, we thought we had a lot. <laughs> you know, yeah. and now if we're leaving Walker, I can be at Portage Bay and Federal Dam, you know with our 200 horses or 250 in approximately half an hour. You're right. You can go everywhere you can, plus all the sophistication that we have out there. You still have to get the fish to, to bite, but um, we're doing a much better job of imitating the prey that they want to consume. And so um, hard telling what's going to happen, Kev. They're all legitimate questions. And um, the sport has grown. It's getting bigger going into the high schools, the colleges, as you can see, and that's another concern because I think it's great for those kids to do, be able to do that, but uh, we've got to be able to handle it with numbers. I think that 
it's going to take some real visionary thinking, and it's going to take um, some willing sacrifices uh, to preserve things down the road. Well, you you've got that right. That's exactly right. And it's a it's an everyday conversation with people. Now, you know, I I look at it this way. Uh, we have the Vikings. We have the Twins. We have the soccer. We have all of these things in the in the, the state of Minnesota. But one of the most important things is tourism and the activities that the people want to perform. Well, why aren't we looking at that a little bit more and uh, maybe diverting some money that direction? Uh, because you know we're we don't have the powers out there. We don't have the law enforcement uh, going on, and uh, we have to be able to stock. We have to be able to do whatever. And we're, we compare ourselves a lot of times to North Dakota or to Wisconsin, and uh, they seem to be a little bit more successful in that fishing end than we are. Well, maybe we better start to adopt that. All right. Well, Al. Well, we answered your question. <laughs> it's, it's, it is right now what it is. Yeah. You know, Fishing is, you know, we all want to do it. We're still having a great time at it down the road. But, you know, like you said, you got to better have a vision for down the road. And uh, that's where we're at at this particular point. And we've had a good year in Leech, and don't get me wrong, the fall will be great. We'll catch our walleyes. The perch bite will be good. We're, that's already started. And uh, all the, the species go usually yeah. banana at this time. But... Uh, it's dog days right now, a little slow. <laughs> it is. Yeah, so if you want to go fishing on Leach this weekend, sounds like you maybe th- should be thinking about some bass fishing. That's exactly right. And if you don't do that, you might want to look a little bit at the panfish, too. Uh, oh. Kev, that, that routine is going pretty good on all of the lakes. Uh, the big bluegills and the crappies have moved to the weed lines. If you can find a transition zone between... Uh, two types of weeds like cabbage and milfoil or the wild rice in the edge, you'll do well in there. They're, they're in the heavy cover. And the other thing is the crappie bite, um, the guys that I've been talking to, that bite's pretty much low light. You know, So if you go, go in the evening and I would say fish right up to dark and you're going to do well. He's Al Moss, Hall of Fame angler, great friend of the show, and always a great resource. Al, thank you for taking time today. We appreciate it. You're welcome, Kev. Keep up the good work. That's it for today. That's it for the week. Get out there this weekend, catch some fish, and have some fun. Because I'm fishing. Bob Barn, yeah. Country. Country.